you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you, God. It's nothing like being in His presence. Amen. <laughs> well, today I want to I want to share kind of a little bit of what we kind of started last week. Um, I want to basically talk about hearing God today. We kind of hinted at it last week, and we looked at the story of, of Ananias in Acts chapter 9, where he hears the Lord tell him to go pray for a terrorist Christian killer, where he goes and prays for Saul. And, you know, he responds to God, and because he responds to God, this guy that we don't know anything about, other than the fact that his name was Ananias and he obeyed God this at least one time. <laughs> he heard and obeyed God one time, but it was a biggie because it was to minister to Saul who became Paul, who reached the world, uh, who was an apostle of Jesus Christ that so influential that uh, we're being touched by him today. I mean, isn't that amazing? I mean, I, we really, we, we hinted to that point last week, but I mean... What if Ananias doesn't go? And I know we say, oh, God would have sent someone else. But, but what if Ananias doesn't go? I mean, I'm being touched because of the Apostle Paul today. I mean, if you read the New Testament, you're being touched by the Apostle Paul. But the Apostle Paul was touched by someone named Ananias who just heard God, just a regular old guy. I don't know if he was old, just a I mean, like regular normal guy where he, he responded and obeyed God. It's, it's the power of hearing God. Hearing God's voice is so important. And it's, it's not necessarily easy. And I'm not talking about it because I'm the expert up here. Uh, I, don't claim, I certainly don't claim to be the expert on hearing God. Uh, some of you probably even hear God better than I do in this room. Uh, but I want us to, to start. We're going to start with a scripture. And then I'm going to give an opportunity for possibly someone to share and the scripture is this john ten twenty seven, and it says this my sheep listen to my voice i know them and they follow me another translation would say my sheep hear my voice or my sheep recognize my voice and so we start with the promise this is a promise from god from jesus himself saying you're going to hear what I'm talking to you. You're going to hear what I'm saying to you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do something that all of you probably don't want to be done. I want some of you who recently you've heard God say something and it's either impacted your life, there was something that changed or something that happened in a positive way or maybe it touched somebody else's life. That would be good too. Uh, get the Ananias style hearing God. So is there anybody here who would just... And we're talking about a one-minute testimony. You know, it's not like a... This is not your chance to preach. I mean, if you want a chance, you just come talk to me, okay? <laughs> we can arrange that. We'll schedule it and warn everybody that you're preaching that week. So... <clears throat> but here, you know, when you've heard God... So, Narda? Thank you. I'm going to share something that happened last week at Home Group. And this is kind of a different way of hearing God, maybe. But in our prayer time, we had someone in our group that prayed for um, kind of just like to be released from an issue that had been happening in their family, kind of some unforgiveness going on. And it was long term. And as I was praying for this person, you know, sometimes when you're praying, the Lord drops something in you to pray a certain thing. And I was obedient and I did that. And sometimes when I am praying for people, he'll give me a picture or a an analogy maybe. And so as we were praying, I just prayed that this person would quit watering their garden because they had had this garden that they were harboring, kind of this ill will, this unforgiveness. And they were kind of secretly tending to this garden. And my prayer was just that they would have the strength to stop taking care 
of that garden that they were kind of harboring so that it wouldn't be fruitful, that all those plants would die and that there would be no fruit from that secret little place that they were so tending so carefully each day. And later in the week, I did hear from that person that that some breakthrough really happened because that secret thing, and I didn't know it. That was just an analogy the Lord gave me. So I heard from him, and in our corporate prayer time, I prayed that prayer, and it was effective. You can clap. That's okay. Greg? No, yeah, you can, you can share from back here. It's fine. Just use the mic. That's fine. Well, John said to share something recent. See the gray hair? What's recent to me might not seem recent to you. <laughs> so this isn't something that happened last week. Back in the early 80s, that's pretty recent to me. You know, people say a long time ago, about 1985, I'm thinking, man, that was yesterday. You know? <laughs> but anyway, in the early 80s, I worked for a company, and one of my jobs was a buyer. You know, and God is always speaking. And sometimes we think, you know, God's going to speak to us and this big thing's going to happen. But sometimes, if you will listen, God will speak to you and it will kind of guide what you do in your day-to-day deal. But anyway, I worked at this uh, for this company, and one of my jobs was a buyer. But it opened at 7 o'clock in the morning. Every, every day I'd get there at 6 o'clock, and I would walk and pray through the building until 7 o'clock. And so I think our ability to hear God is a lot, a lot of times dependent on how much time that we spend with God as we, as, as we give ourselves to that relationship. But anyway, I worked for a, a boss that was a very harsh guy. He's a harsh boss. And there was this thing, this was the last boom, you know, and so things were busy and hopping all the time. But there was this one thing that I normally purchased that I would order two or three hundred of. So I was going around looking at looking at the things to buy, and it was like the Lord said, these are going to get very hard to get. This is boom time. Well, what I need to do? Order 5,000. I felt like the Lord told me to order 5,000. I usually order 200, you know. So I ordered 5,000 of them. And so by the time that they got here, then that got almost impossible to get and so my harsh boss wasn't so harsh about that. But if we would just hear him and uh, spend time with him, we can hear him in even the smallest things in our life. That's a small thing. But even in the smallest things in our life, we'll be able to hear what he's saying to us. Amen. That's good. Thank you, Lord. How about one more? She got it up first. I'll I'll let you go too, though. (laughs) This is not something God said to me. This is something God said to another person that affected me. Two years ago, I was in the hospital, and a lady from this church came up to visit, and um, she walked in, and she said, God told me to take you home with me for three months. And uh, um, and I went, you know, which is a big surprise in itself. And I went home with Edie White, and she took care of me. I'll never forget her recliners that we sat in because I talked to God more than I ever had in my life as I recuperated. And so after about two and a half months, I uh, said, we need to try to get me an apartment. I need to go put my name on some lists. And we went to Village Apartments and walked in, and the lady said, can I help you? And I said, I need to put my name on a list for an apartment. And she said, what do you want? And I said, a one-bedroom. She had said, we have one coming due. This was in May. In June, do you want it? And I said, yes, ma'am. Now, Edie has become one of my best, closest friends Someone who I'd gone to church with for years and said good morning on Sunday morning. And we'd had lunch a couple times, but I really didn't know the lady. But God had 
thought to put her in my life, which has enriched me mightily. And um, I just thank God that she listened to him. Thank you. So this was, it was a while back, recently, right, in the early 90s. And for those of you that have ever come through as adults finally getting to know Jesus, and so my husband and I in restoring our finances and restoring our lives, this may sound ludicrous to some of you, but some of others can really relate, I'm sure. We had, I had $12.59, some amount like that, some small amount, and I needed to buy seven or eight things. We needed to make it through the week. I'm talking buy a chicken and make it last for three meals kind of thing. So I would come to town. That's how much I had after paying bills and tithing, and this was it. And God said, go to Albertsons. And I'm like, God, I don't shop at Albertsons. I can only afford to shop at Walmart or maybe Fiesta Foods or the dollar store. I don't go to, I was going to go to the dollar store and get what I could of those things, those five or six things and go to Albert and go to Walmart and get the other few things. He said, I, I mean, it was like a thump in the chest. And I thought, well, this is silly. Go to Albertsons. But get, I went to Albertsons. Every one of those seven or eight little things that I needed was on sale and it took exactly my $12.59 was the coolest thing. I got it all. It was a very practical. All right. That was, that was a good variety there. I like that. You know, from the, from the seemingly mundane, you know, just everyday things, you know, Greg and uh, Kim, you know, just hearing the Lord on just, just something, something little that seems little. I mean, that seemed big at the time probably. Um, you know, hearing God changes everything. It forms relationships that need to be formed. It brings provision. It brings direction. It will change somebody else's heart sometimes. Sometimes it will change your heart. But we've got to hear God. Uh, but here's, here's the deal. Uh, sometimes I think we all get in this place where we just go through life and we're not listening. I mean, think about it. And I, I asked this question last week. What has God told you this past week? Can you think of it right now? Uh, how about yesterday? Yesterday. What was yesterday? <laughs> that was Saturday. What did I do? What? Can you even remember Friday? <laughs> you know, sometimes we just we get in the flow of life. And, and we're, we're, not, we're not hearing God, but, but is God not speaking? He's always speaking. So, you know, it's, it's never the issue that God's, you know, God's not speaking. The only time I find that God doesn't speak, uh, when He's already told us something and He's waiting for us to hear it. That's the only time where, where it seems like God doesn't say anything, because He's like, once you respond to this part, we can move on to something else, but it's right here. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to respond to this. Oh, God, I want to talk to you about this. And I mentioned this last week. We kind of define our relationship with God on, here's what I want to deal with right now, God. So let, let me be in control of our relationship. Let me be in control of what you're talking to me about. You know, and we're saying, I, I got this, Lord. This is what I need. And he sometimes graciously just meets that need. But as we grow in him, there's a lot of times where I find where God just waits for me to let, let go said, we're not dealing with that right now. I'm not talking to you about that. You know, I'm, to, I'm somewhere over here, and, and you're over here, and you say, man, God's not speaking to me. God's not speaking to me. Well, he's not speaking to you about the thing that you want. He's speaking about the thing that you need. Ouch, sorry, I wasn't trying to hurt you. <laughs> Here's what activates us hearing God, though, and I mentioned this last week in home group. What activates anything in our lives? The grace of God? Uh, who is that home group you can't answer? What, what activates grace in our life? What activates us hearing God in our life? What gets that going? What gets that hopping? What lets me experience that in my life? Time I spend with His Word. Yeah, that's true. Repentance. What? Faith. Faith is the activator of God's promises. 
So I need to take that scripture that says, my sheep hear my voice. What activates that in my life, where I begin to experience it on a more regular basis, is trusting that that is true. In other words, I have to trust every part of that scripture, that I'm one of his sheep, that I am a child of God. If you've given your heart to him, settle that issue. Don't let that be something that you have to go back and forth on. Am I saved? Am I not saved? Does God love me? Does not God not love me? I'll, you settle that. You're his sheep. It's a trust. It's faith in him and trust in God that settles that. But if you, that's who you are, then you can say, I'm, I'm hearing God. I'm going to hear God. So I want us all, we're going to make a declaration, everybody together. We're going to say, I can hear God. Ready? I can hear God. That's, that feels good, doesn't it? That feels good. I can hear God. It's not just somebody else. It's not just Greg because he seems so holy or he's known God so long or the 80s weren't that long ago to him. <laughs> Recently in the 80s, I was, you know, five. <laughs> I'm sorry, Greg and I are, are good friends, so I, can, I want to give him a little hard time. But what, that's what activates anything in our life. It, it, was, it so revealed to me that weekend uh, when I was in Wisconsin. It's like faith activates everything. And what is faith? It's not some magical thing out there. It's just trusting God. My trust in God activates my, me experiencing the life of God daily. And so if I believe that I only hear God during a sermon... You know what? According to my faith, will it be done to me? Then every Sunday, you know what? You're saying, I'm going to hear from God. And that's good. We do hear from God in this setting. That's awesome. But it's your faith. You're believing that you're going to hear something from God. Now, if you come in here and you believe you're not going to hear something from God, guess what? You're probably going to go, man, I just, I didn't, that was terrible. I didn't like that song. And man, John, you know, he's annoying. And, you know. This person came over to me and talked to me and wanted to pray with me and I didn't want them to. You know, whatever, you know, every, you know, but if I'm expecting, I'm going to hear from God. I will. But if I think Monday the, the spout is off, <laughs> I'm not going to hear from him because my faith is not activating the experience and the reality of God's life in my life. That's how the Holy Spirit works in our life. We're trusting him. We're in a relationship with him. So 1 Kings, go to 1 Kings chapter 19. This is one of the most famous hearing God passages in the bible i think because it really talks about the voice of god and it's, it's elijah first kings 19 verse 9 uh, and this is right after elijah he's had the showdown with the prophets of baal i mean so this is he's had an awesome experience with god he's seen god move in an amazing way uh, I mean, he's seen literal fire come down from heaven. That was pretty, pretty exciting. Uh, and then it says he went into like kind of a, he ran and went into a, a depression. Like he just ran off and, you know, God like sustains him by the river. And then he ends up in this cave. And it says in verse 9, And the word of the Lord came to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? And he replied, I've been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. And I am the only one left. And now they are trying to kill me too. And the Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord. For the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper, a still small voice, a low whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? You know, when God asks you a question, I mean, I think John Bevere said this last week. When God asks you a question, you know you're in trouble. You're, you're already hosed. I mean, because <laughs> he's not asking for information. <laughs> it's not like, hey, I was wondering what's going on, you know. Uh, th there's a clue in this going on. He's speaking to Elijah. What are you doing here, Elijah? In other words, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> He replied with the same thing. Notice how Elijah's in the box. 
God, I'm on this right now, and this is what I'm dealing with, and this is what I want to hear, you, hear from you about. This is what's, you know, this is reality. I've been zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altars, and put your prophets to death with a sword. And I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. Wait, 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 wait. The Lord's... <laughs> and the Lord said to him... Notice he doesn't talk to him about what he wanted to talk to him about first. Notice that. When God speaks to him, and he's finally... And look, he's, he's wanting to finally hear. It's like when he hears the still, small voice, it says, Elijah draws near. In other words, that's a, there was an act of faith and an act of his will and desire to say, I'm going to hear God. And the Lord said, go back the way you came. <laughs> In other words, get out of here. <laughs> go back. You, you got off the track. Go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there... Anoint Haziel, king over Aaron. Also, anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, king over Israel. And anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, from Abel-Meholah, to succeed you as prophet. Jehu will put to death any who escaped the sword of Haziel, and, and Elisha will put to death any who escaped the sword of Jehu. In other words, there's going to be, God's work was going to be accomplished through these leaders, even though some of them uh, were not good. Uh, Elisha was. Yet I reserve... Now he finally talks to Elisha about that little thing he's talking about. Yet I reserve 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bound, bound down to Baal or Baal, and all whose mouths have not kissed him. You know, we probably, if you've been in church a little while, you've probably heard that passage before. It's just a classic uh, picture of someone trying to hear God and it's, God doesn't come in the loud and boisterous, in the, in the huge explosion. You know, I, you know, we wish that would happen sometimes, right? That God would just like have a billboard come down, like a sp- like thing that I could see, boom. It would be written on, hello, Shane. Welcome to the day. This is God. I'm speaking to you. Let me talk to you about a few things. You know, we want it to happen that way, but it doesn't happen that way because he's speaking in a still, small voice because he wants us to step near to him. He wants us close to him. He wants relationship. He doesn't want us to be far off and just hear from him like this big, huge, giant banner. Oh, yeah, I heard God speak to me. No, he wants to talk to us closely. You know, and especially in a, a spirit-filled circle, we, we throw out God spoke to me all the time a lot. And sometimes some of us, you know, it's easy to get in and, and just do, quote the lingo. Yeah, God said this, God said that. But am I really hearing from the Lord? You know, that's what I want. I don't want to just have the lingo and say, yeah, God spoke to me, and blah, 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 and just throw that out there. First of all, I want to I I elevate what that means in my life. God spoke to me. Man, God spoke to me. Let me get freshly excited that he's saying something to me today. Let me get freshly excited that that God spoke to me through his word last week. Oh, man, God is talking. So I've got seven things that help us hear God's voice. Seven. It's a very scriptural number. Seven. So we're just going to, some of these we're going to go through quickly. A a couple of them we're going to, we're going to hang on uh, for just a little bit. But I think one of the first things that has to happen, and I mentioned it last week, is we need to get hungry. If you want to hear God, you've got to get hungry to hear His voice. There has to be desire in you. You know, I, I mentioned this last week, desire activates so much in our lives. When we, when, we, when we desire something, what do we do? Then we act. You know, the Bible presents it sometimes negatively, like in James in the New Testament, it says, desire gives birth to sin. In other words, we don't ever do something that we don't want to do unless we like have to do it for our job, right? Or we, we feel like we have to do it. But most of the time when we're entering into making a willful choice to do something, it's because desire is birthing that. So there can be good desire and bad desire. We have to realize that as believers, we now have good desires, If I'm a child of God, all my desires are not bad. Some of you looking at me like, oh, I didn't didn't know that. You're a a new creature. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Before you were a Christian, 
Yeah, your desires were bad, but now you can believe. And again, faith activates this. Do you believe that you're going to have good desires? If you believe it, it's going, to, it's going to happen in your life. It's going to activate the truth that God says, My Spirit is in you. You're changed. You're different. The things you want are now not the same as they were anymore. So your desires can be good. So that, then your desire is activating something where you, then you pursue something from God. But if, if, I don't, if it's no big deal if I hear from God, if there's no desire there, I mean... I'm probably not going to hear him that much. But if I'm like, I need to hear from God every single day. God, I, I need to hear you speak to me. We, we have the, you can hear God every day. And think, all these testimonies, I thought was awesome. Every single testimony about hearing God, something happened. Something good happened. You know, it wasn't always this, you know, it wasn't the thing that changed their whole world. But something good happened. So when we hear God, good things happen. There's positive results that happen when we hear God. Jeremiah 29, 13. These are some verses on desire. It says, Jeremiah 20, 13. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Now I want to look at three Proverbs too about desire. Proverbs 10 and verse 24 says this. What the wicked dread will overtake them. But look at this. What the righteous desire will be granted. That's an awesome promise right there. Proverbs 11.23 says this, The desire of the righteous ends only in good, but the hope of the wicked only in wrath. Do you see that? My desires are going to end in good because I'm righteous. I am the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. The Bible says that. I can believe that's true. My faith will activate the reality that I am different, that I am righteous, I am holy, and therefore my desires will now be good. I'm going to believe that's going to happen rather than like, I hope something good happens or I wish something would happen or I wish I wouldn't do that. Hey, let's work on the positive desire. The negative stuff starts going away. Proverbs 13 and 4 says, A sluggard's appetite is never filled, but the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. You know, we have to get hungry. I have to say, man, Lord, I want to go to a new level of hearing you in my life. You know, if I want to stay where I'm at, that can happen. It's easy to be on cruise control, but God is always calling us from glory to glory. He's saying, hey, we're going we're gonna to move here. We're, we're going somewhere. This is not, you're not, you don't want to get stagnant. Like my wife was talking about a few weeks ago when she preached on the river. You know, you get, you get stagnant and stale when you're not moving. Where, where is God moving you to? Well, he's moving you to hear him better and walk with him daily. And uh, man, it's so good. So get hungry, get quiet. Notice Elijah had to kind of kind of get himself ready to hear the Lord. There's all kinds of noise going on. Psalm 131 and 2 is a great scripture. It says, "But I've calmed and quieted myself. I am like a weaned child with his mother, like a weaned child, I am content." We have to turn down the noise in our life to hear the Lord. Because he's talking in a gentle whisper. So whatever, whatever it takes for you to turn down the noise in your life. I mean, we have all kinds of stuff that's going on. But that, what, what, what turns down the noise in your life? Is it, is it going out in the beautiful creation of Midland? <laughs> you know, is it being outside? For some people it's like going for a walk. Just turns down the noise of life. For some people it's like put on worship music. That... You know, that turns, you know, quiets down life. You know, is it, is it a hobby? You know, some of us like go, go out and workshop and that kind of turns down the noise of life. What, what is that for you that helps you get quiet? You know, is, is it just turning off the TV? Is it saying, I'm not going on Facebook again for at least an hour? <laughs> I'm not checking my phone, you know? The noise of lies sometimes comes from this little thing that's up there of mine, you know, our little phone. It's always, you know, I'm, not, I'm just going to set that aside for now. What, what is the noise of life that helps you not get quiet? And then there's something else that has to happen. That's the noise outside. Then we also have to get still. We have to get still. So get hungry, get quiet, get still. Psalm 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. What does being still mean? That means turning the noise on the inside down. Because I may be able to turn off the outside stuff, 
the, the text messages and the Facebooks and the emails and the, and the TV and the children, you can't really turn those down, but you can put them to sleep uh, at night. <clears throat> you know, what, whatever the noise is, in, that's the outside noise, but there's also inside noise, the anxiety, the fears, the, the things you're thinking about over and over again, you know, like when you, when you get by yourself, you know, it's like, oh yeah, oh, oh this, this could happen, what about this, if I do this, will this happen? Some, some of you, look, I know because I'm there. <laughs> you're like, how, do, how does he know? Look, we all sit down and we've got a million things running through our head, you know, so we got, I got to get quiet in here too. I've got to have some, some peace and quiet. If I'm going to hear the still, small voice of God, I can't have my mind running a million miles a minute. It is possible to be still on the inside. You don't have to be, live a life of anxiety. You don't have to live a life of stress. Uh, that's not the, what God has called us to do. He says, my peace I give to you. You know, I don't give as the world gives. I'm not going to take it away. It cannot be taken away from you. There's a, there's a rest that we have as believers, but sometimes we allow our thoughts and our, our fears and our anxieties to, to run my mind, to run my emotions. So then I'm all stirred up on the inside. My heart rate's up a little bit because you're thinking about it. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, what happens? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? You're only going to hear God if he really is in the fire. And it's like, oh, yeah, I think I heard God. (laughs) Was that him? (laughs) What quiets you down on the inside? Is it just being alone? Is it worship? Is it prayer? Is it reading the scriptures? Is it just sitting down and talking to your spouse and decompressing? What, What is it that helps you get still? then we sometimes need to get alone. And maybe I should have said that one first, but you can't build a relationship with someone if you're always in a group. Some of us only are around God in a group. We only hang out with Him when we're in a group. This is a group right now. We get to hang out with God. But it's not the same as me and God having one-on-one time. You know, when I, when I first started, when I was... Ashley was old enough for me to date her <clears throat> when I waited until she was 18. You know, before she was 18, there was one month in her senior year where her parents said, uh, you can do stuff in groups together. Remember that, sir? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Still makes me nervous. <laughs> so I'm, actually, I'm going to go on this side here. No, I'm not, I've never been scared of Narda. <laughs> Some of you are scared of Dan too, so don't don't lie. Okay, but you know, <laughs> he's really not scary. Um, but you know, there was thing. You know, we 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 did, we didn't spend any time together alone. We weren't. We were like, that's not going to be a thing that's right until she graduated from high school. She was already eighteen, but she had to graduate from high school, and then we were allowed. Our first date was graduation night. So, uh, and for those of you that don't know, the reason was because I was already 26, okay? So I was 26 and she was 18. Um, <clears throat> Rob the cradle. It was a good idea. I, I, I recommend it, Corey. <laughs> Sorry. My, this is why you should work, save my wife from children's ministry because then she's in here to help me, okay? But I got to know Ashley a whole lot better than when I had to have Sarah Long at the time, tagging along with us in a group or whoever, you know, there's several, you know, there's people we hung out with. So, you know, you get to know someone better when you're alone with them. So are you ever alone with God? Or is it always the group thing? You know, even, even a husband and wife, I recommend praying together, but I recommend also praying on your own. Sometimes you've got to get alone to hear God. Number five, get in the Word. Get in the Word. This is what God sounds like. And I totally steal that from my dad. He said that a hundred times. But I've never forgotten it. You want to know what God sounds like? 
These are the kind of things he says. This is what he sounds like. When I read the scriptures, I give the Holy Spirit a greater vocabulary to speak to me. If I don't ever get this in my heart, God can still speak to me because God spoke to us even before we were saved. When you got saved, you were hearing God even though you were an unbeliever. Because you heard enough to go, I need you, God. But we've got to get in the Word. I get, this gives God a greater vocabulary. It helps me hear, man, what does God sound like? Well, He sounds like the things Jesus says. Then number six, get connected. Don't stay alone. <laughs> you know you want to hear God better? Hang around with somebody else who you think hears God better than you. Because there's nothing that stirs my heart more than when I sit with one or two other people and I talk about what, you know, we talk about what God's doing in our life and we talk about what God's saying. That stirs me to want to hear God. And sometimes I learn some stuff like, oh, that's a good idea. I never thought of, you know, approaching God like that or I've never, never thought of doing this thing, you know, doing it that way in my life. There's no formula, but sometimes we, we gain some stuff uh, from other people. I was at the retreat a couple weeks ago at this men's retreat in Wisconsin and... One of the sessions was on hearing God, so I'm still receiving blessing from that retreat. Uh, but after that, we broke up. We, we went out, and we were supposed to spend 45 minutes by ourselves in this beautiful woods of Wisconsin. So they said, look, don't t- we're not going to talk to anybody for 45 minutes, and we'll come back here in our small groups, and we'll talk. And so we all, you know, we all went out, and you know, sometimes it takes a while to just hear God there's even more pressure on me I'm like I'm in the group and they know I'm a pastor I better hear something right when I come back and have to share something like what'd you hear nothing (laughs) they're like man I'm glad I don't go to your church (laughs) you know sometimes it takes a while you know we we have to you know, whether it's sometimes it, you need the scriptures, you got to read the scriptures for a while. It just kind of washes over you. Sometimes you need to do, you know, just get by yourself and just say, just surrender stuff to God. Okay, God, I lay that down. I'm just going to lay this down. I'm going to trust you in this area, uh, whatever it may be. But it was so interesting that we came back and we all shared about how we heard God. And there's one person there who's like, man, I just really struggle with this. Real analytical guy, just real non-emotional, just, uh, you know, just stoic type guy. He just, man, I just struggle with this. And then we had from that to this other guy was just like this, I think he's a painter or a contractor or something like this. And, you know, we just said, hey, talk about hearing God. Oh, man, last week he's like, oh, I, I showed up at this paint shop. And like before I walked in, the Holy Spirit said, everybody's going to get saved in here. And so I walked in, and I'm like, okay. And so he walks in and says, I just walked in, and I just started a conversation. We started talking about the Lord, and everybody got saved. And he said, yeah, this just happens to me all the time. And so we're all out. Because oh, that doesn't happen to me all the time. <laughs> we're like, he's, he's like, oh, man, I just get in, the, I get in my, car, my truck in the morning, and I just turn on the worship music, and I'm just praising God. And then I just, I just walk, I'm just around. And like he says, I always just go into places and just people just get saved. But God tells me beforehand. <laughs> and so he shared several stories and we're all like, wow. But you know what? How he gets, you know, he connects to the Lord is just he decides he's going to get in the car. And he, you know what? He believes he's going to hear from God. The other thing is he's an evangelist. So God, he's already ready. You know, some of us are like, please, God, don't ever do that to me. <laughs> right? <laughs> Some of you are even praying right now, God, I never want to hear that voice. <laughs> You're going to walk into a little shop here in Midland and God's going to whisper to you, everybody's going to get saved. You're going to say, great, I'm glad when, when Narda comes by later that that's going to happen. That's so awesome. <laughs> I'd love to hear that story about Narda. <laughs> you know, but, he's, you know he just, but he just tunes himself in and he expects to hear from God. It was so natural. It was, it was so just... And he was just such a regular guy. I mean, he was just like, just this rough, regular, you know, real boisterous guy. But he just loved God and just was, just wanted to hear from God. So hanging around people, man, that stirs up your heart. You hear the stories about hearing God, you're like, man, 
That's cool. I want to be a part of that. Maybe not that exact thing or something. But, you know, you want to be a part of those things that God's doing. So when we're connected to one another, more than in just a big group, and we share what God's doing in our life, that helps me hear God. Sometimes I hear God in a group just because something said. I'm like, oh, boy, never thought of it that way. And God gets through to us through somebody else. There's so many benefits. And number seven, get filled. Praying in the Spirit helps. Jude 1.20 says this. It says, But you, dear friends, by building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying and praying in the Holy Spirit. In other words, when we pray in the Spirit, we grow. When I grow, I hear God better. The other way I hear God better is when I do what He says when He tells me something. That's how God's voice sometimes gets louder, is you respond to the last thing He said. I mean, if I go talk to someone and they never respond to what I'm talking to them about, at some point, and again, God doesn't give up, but let me tell you about me. Like, I don't like talking anyway, so... I'm already stepping out of my comfort zone to have, you know, to have a conversation possibly. And so if that person's not responding to me, at some point, I'm going to go somewhere else. Now, I'm thankful that God doesn't do that, but we're going to get more response from Him, more, more words from Him when I'm responding to what He's saying to my life. If He's saying this, this, and this, and you're like, eh, <laughs> I'm going to come back to that, Lord. He's going to probably just be talking about this for a while. (laughs) God, I can't hear you. Right here. (laughs) Somebody wise has already said, you know, if if you're having trouble hearing God, go back to the last thing you heard from him. What's What's the last thing you heard from God? Trace yourself back. Just like Elijah, God tells him, hey, go back to where you were. That's where you got off track was you ran off and left and all the, and then you're thinking these crazy thoughts. I'm all alone. I'm the only one. He just saw fire from heaven come down. <laughs> oh God, you don't ever do anything. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sometimes we need to go back and go, oh, wait a second. I'm not remembering what God has done. And then that stirs my faith, activates my faith. I be, I'm saying, oh no, I can't hear the Lord. But praying in the Spirit helps i know some of you in here i know you've talked to me you're still not there yet you still haven't had that released in your life and i I, let me tell you my testimony once again i was one of those people i wasn't one of those people that you just look at and go oh those stupid spiritual people they just get it right away and just everything just happens for them so naturally it's so easy praying they get prayed for boom it happens i was one of those ones where i was prayed for as a teenager and i'm like Tongues, speaking in tongues. Okay, let me let me do this. Let me just make something. Then you start making up something, sounding kind of Hebrewish, kind of you know, kind of tongueish, you know, and like, you know, you're like, you know, you've been in church. If you've been in a spirit-filled church, you know, kind of what. It, there's some sound to it. You're like, okay, I'm gonna. So I kind of had that for a while, and for years I had a fake prayer language. <laughs> I'm I'm serious. I made up my own prayer language. It came from my head. It doesn't come from your head. You won't, hear, you won't hear words in your head when you pray in the Spirit. It has nothing to do with your mind. I don't even know when I first started praying in the Spirit because God had to like turn my head off for so long that it, I just was like, oh. One day I just, it was like I realized. I don't even know when it was or how long. I was like, oh, I was really praying in tongues there. That wasn't my made-up prayer language. I can still tell you my made-up prayer language. I know it. I know it by heart. I'm serious. So I under, if you're struggling with that, I understand. I mean, I, I get that. And I, I just say, keep pressing into God. And don't, don't get too focused on that. Because then what you're doing in that aspect is you're only focusing on this one thing. Oh, God, if you just do this, just do this. God's saying, just go over here. I've got something over here for you. And you just live your life in relationship with me, walking with me. And one day you're going to maybe be one of those people like my mom that just wakes up in the middle of the night speaking in tongues. Oh, I have my prayer language now. You know, whatever it is. Or you'll be like me and go, I don't know when that happened. 
when did I first speak in the, I don't know. At some point in my life, my, when I was close to 18 or 19 or 20, I, I kind of was like, oh, I think I'm doing, I think it's happened in my life now. I don't have to do ka shamu, kama shama, ke rakuwa anymore, okay? <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to demystify it for some of you. Like, you, you don't, it's, it's not, it's not going to happen if you try to make it happen. It's faith activates it, it's trust, it's a relationship with God. And all I can tell you is it's one of the greatest gifts that you will have. One of the ways I get still is I pray in the Spirit. I mean, the Word will still you sometimes on the inside. Just praying in English, if that's what you have right now, pray with what you got. Spanish, whatever other language you speak. But praying in the Spirit just makes His voice louder. It builds you up. So just continue to ask, you know, just trust the Lord. Walk with Him and let, you know, if there's things He's speaking to you about that, just, just listen to Him, what He's saying to you. But get filled and pray in the Spirit. Those of you that are filled with the Holy Spirit and have a prayer language, please use that. I'm serious. Please pray in the Spirit daily. Some of us only pray in the Spirit. Look, we're group prayers in the Spirit. It's just like we're group ta- hang out with God people. Yeah, if we're praying together, oh yeah. We, we let it rip <laughs> quietly, right? I don't want somebody to hear mine and kind of judge me. Man, yours sounds weird. <laughs> Some of you have those thoughts, don't you? I know you do because I've had those thoughts. Like, what's somebody else thinking? You know, we don't need to worry about that. But look... You know, you're only a group praying in the Spirit. Like, please do that on your own. Please do that daily. That's something, a gift that God has given you that, that is such a blessing. So I, I encourage you in that. Uh, that's part of, you know, that's, that's one of the seven. It's not the only one. But it's one of, the, one of the seven that helps. And these things all are not the answer to anything. They're just helpful ways that we can hear the Lord. Because we need to hear Him so bad in our day and age. I need to hear from God every single day. I need to hear from God in my marriage. If I'm going to love my wife as Christ loved the church, I need to hear from God. (laughs) I need a touch from God daily to do that. It's not going to happen on my own. It's not going to happen if I try harder. It's going to happen as I'm walking with the Lord. And then the Lord's going to say, hey, hey, say this, do this, don't say this, listen to this. Buy this, don't buy this. But he's speaking. He's speaking. And we don't have to wait till we're super spiritual. Go with, go with what he's saying. And here's the other thing about hearing God. You have to fail sometimes. Sometimes you're going to have to just mess it up. Where you're going to go out on a limb and say, Man, God, God showed me this. And the person's going to go, Eh, no, I don't think so. That, 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 does that mean anything to you? No. <laughs> Some of us are nicer, you know, we'll go, well, yeah, I think that's, 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 uh, that's encouraging. <laughs> we kind of, you know, we're, we're kind, but hey, you know what? If it's not God, say, no, that really doesn't mean nothing to me right now, but I'll pray about it. You've got to, if you want to hear God better, you've got to fail sometimes, especially in the hearing God in the marketplace thing. I'm not saying you have to order 5,000 or something at work and then go, whoops, that was a mistake. You know, I don't know. <laughs> but you have to be willing to fail and be wrong about hearing God. That can't be like the worst thing in the world. Uh, that's that's supposed that's going to happen. It's going to happen. You're going to something that you think is going to be God. It's going to be you. So what? Why is that the biggest deal? Where that kind of sh- no, let's not make that a big deal. Let's make that like a, you know what? Hey, Shane, that was just you. So what? Hey, next time, it might be just like Ananias. We don't know. But I'm going to say, I'm going to believe that I can hear God. I'm going to let my faith activate that reality in my life. I'm going to hear God. I'm going to hear God. I'm going to hear God better. Some of us need to just say that every day. You get up in the morning. Today, I'm going to hear the Lord. I'm going to hear the Lord speaking to me today. So I, I encourage you. I encourage you to maybe just try that. Just say that out loud every morning. When you're driving to work, whatever. When you're driving your kids to school. 
I'm going to hear the Lord. Today, God, I'm listening. I'm listening to your voice today. So let's stand. If you could stand and we're just going to... You know, one of these seven may have hit home more closely than others. And you might just say, Lord, I just, I just need that one right now in my life. So I don't know if it's, I just need the desire, I need to get hungry, I need to turn down the noise and get quiet, I need to get still on the inside and turn down the noise on the inside. Maybe I'm just not spending any time alone with God. Maybe I'm not in the Word enough. Maybe I'm not in relationships where I can share my relationship with God with others. I need to get connected. Uh, maybe I just need to say, Holy Spirit, I need more of you. Fill me freshly. Expand my prayer language. I've got four words. That's it. I say that's it. <laughs> but expand it, God. Stretch me. So, Lord, we just, we just place our, our hands and our heads and our hearts, whatever area. Lord, we want to hear from you. Lord, we, we say our, our hearts are open to you. And we just thank you that, that even if we're just like Elijah, who was kind of running around, even after he saw a great thing, just running from you and hiding and, you know, he did recognize your voice. And so, Lord, I believe that as your children, all of us will recognize your voice. We're not going to be chasing the fire or the earthquake or this or that that's not you. We're going to believe that we're going to hear your voice. And so we thank you. We thank you for fresh testimonies this week in our own lives about how we're hearing you. Lord, it might be just a small practical thing at work. It might be something in our family. It might be something for someone else. You might want us to see everybody get saved at Sherwin-Williams Paint. I don't know. But Lord, I know. I know that if I hear you better... If I listen a little bit more, things are going to happen. Things that need to be changed will be changed. Areas of my heart that need to be softened will be softened. Areas of my life that, that are still destructive cycles will begin to be broken and begin to change as I hear your voice. Holy Spirit, we invite you. Fill us freshly. Let us hear your voice in our lives this week. Lord, we just declare, Lord, any unbelief in our lives, God, that would say, I'm, nah, that's not for me, that's not for me. Lord, we, I come against that lie in Jesus' name. It is for us. It is for me to hear God because I'm His son, I'm His daughter. We just thank You for that, God. We're listening, Lord. We're listening. Speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. If you still need prayer for something specific and would like to do that, please come up front or find somebody. And uh, fellowship, ladies, tonight at 6 o'clock is our meeting. If you need information, you can come see Nardipo right here. Love to see all the ladies here tonight. <laughs>